Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we've had a hot and hectic week. Whilst me firm's still under the German filmmaker's microscope, well, you know, let's just say the documentary is nearing completion. Add to that, someone's finally vacated my living room. Yeah, but not the person I'd hope would leave. Oh dear. Add to that, I ended up suffering the blistering heat inside my truck in South Florida this week. Anyway, I'm sure you're just going to love me always perpendicularly packed show. More so when we take a look at those other regular crazy features you'll only hear. That's right, right here on the Nednat Show. <laughs> here at Two Medicine Farm, what's now loosely referred to as Nednat's Florida Island, we've had another odd and hot week. Yeah, that's right, there's no odder or even sometimes hotter place on Earth, we can tell you. Wolfgang Wiener Snitzel III, yeah, he's the German documentary filmmaker with lofty ambitions. <laughs> He's wrapping up his oily, ambitious plans to catch something unique right here on the farm. Yeah, well, other than having to order in a super wide lens, you know, to get the wife Elsie and me hideous, monstrous mother-in-law, M.Y.L. for short, yeah, that's Satan and in the frame, so to speak. <laughs> it's all gone very much to plan, he says. Oh, I just don't see how me hideous shockers on the sofa illustrate your average small American farm, but uh, he's included them all the same. You know, I reckon that filming me rhythm room is just a ruse, yeah. I think he's going to be secretly selling that film footage to his horror movie-making brother. <laughs> yeah, we've all heard of stock photography, haven't we? Yeah, well, this is what you call shock photography. <laughs> Obviously, his high-quality German lenses are built to last, or should I say weather a storm. See, the mother-in-law's more like a bleeding typhoon. <laughs> of course, on the other hand, the wife's best buddy beyond it, as beyond it, Brandy Washington or BBW to friends. Yeah, she's another of those equally wide-angled, hideous and full-time, fully-paid-up members of the Feed Me Too movement. And of course, she's also a devoted all-you-can-eat buffet fan. Yep, she's still living under me roof, though, but without her skinny hubby, Frank. Yeah, the 24-hour plumber, an absolutely obsessed stuffer fan. Yep, apparently their newly remodelled home is ready to finally move into. But after only a few weeks of getting married, their honeymoon's well and truly over. Yeah, the end of marital bliss for sure. And they spent every day arguing over a bunch of stupid stuff too. <laughs> so now me worst fears have been realised. Yep, Frank's gone and moved out. And the worst part, he's left. <laughs> His ghastly trouble and strife beyond it here in the living room with our Elsie and Satana. Yep, a nasty combination. <laughs> you know, I've heard of, uh, you know, status quo. 
<laughs> but I want a bit of status. Whoa. <laughs> yep, I've had enough. See, if me living room was a bus, the driver would be asking a few passengers to get off by now and wait for the next one. <laughs> but not here. Well, we're overcrowded to bursting point. Yep. <laughs> if it was a bus, the tyres would be so flat the wheels wouldn't even turn around. Oh dear. <laughs> Either way, beyond it, it's happily making the rounds and telling everyone that she was the one who evicted Frank. <laughs> yep. She's delusional, yeah, for sure. Yeah, imagine evicting someone from somebody else's home, eh? <laughs> well, thinking of things that won't turn very easily, yeah, I had an unusual occurrence a few days back, yeah. I ventured beyond the farm gates and made an epic journey. <laughs> well, epic, yeah. I travelled all the way down to Miami. <laughs> oh dear, well, the plan was to take me show producer, yeah, that's Doris Billsborough, to an event down there. And then drive her all the way back again. See, her new Porsche is in the shop and it was important for her to attend. So rather than rent a car, oh dear, an expense she wasn't prepared to make, she asked me to drive her down there in my farm truck. You know, I'm not saying Doris is cheap. Oh no, it's just uh, she's a great nature lover, see. Uh, yeah. And the idea of disturbing the moths in her purse disturbs her too. <laughs> So I naturally agreed, yeah, well, I suppose it's good to have a change of scenery at least once a year, innit? Yep. <laughs> Only things didn't quite go to plan. See, me old truck's great around the farm. But a five-hour drive is a bit much for the old girl. Yeah, she hates the eat. I ended up topping off me radiator every few miles. But when we got to Miami, we broke down completely. Yeah, she'd had enough and got stuck there right by the beach. Of course, me already farther than... Far from what you call ice-cold air conditioning, went with the engine, didn't it? Yep. Within seconds, it was all hot air for sure. Come to think of it, much like Miami in general, I suppose. <laughs> Either way, I was stranded. Mind you, the view was pretty good, but the sweat rolling into me eyes wasn't, no. Add to that, Doris is always watching the budget. Yeah, I thought she'd, you know, gone and found somewhere indoors so we could wait for a tow truck. But see, according to her... Dying of heat stroke is not covered as a line item in me show budget. <laughs> yeah, then again, checking into a hotel room without luggage always looks a bit dubious, doesn't it? Anyway, she really pushed the boat out and got a taxi to her event and left me sweating it out by the shore. <laughs> anyway, I did mention dubious, didn't I? Um, maybe not as dubious as some sweaty guy sitting in an old truck facing the Miami heat watching the thong swimsuit women prancing past. Yep, great view, beats the farm any day, I'll tell you. But without AC, overheated, and chatting away to myself like a moron, <laughs> making notes for me next show. That's dubious right there, isn't it? You know, I was waiting for the pastor's boy to call the cops or something. Yep, there's this muttering old voyeuristic pervert sitting in a broken-down farm truck, checking out the view. <laughs> Well, I was a bit out of place, I can tell you. <laughs> anyway, I digress a bit, don't I? Being in Miami was a kind of appropriate for me show, I suppose. I mean, it's uh, like one of me weekly anomalies for sure. Well, as far as the rest of Florida is concerned, anyway. See, you've got the old stereotypically conservative southern part of the state, which in all, in, in all irony just happens to be in the north, where it's glued to Georgia and Alabama, of course, here. Yeah. Just like me farm, I suppose. That's up there too. Yep, there's ding-dangs everywhere. 
course, the middle of the state is where most of the old theme parks are and the tourists end up, and then there's Miami. Well, it's just like an island too, and has much in common with me fram, only it's brimming with nightlife and lots of colourful people. And that's where the similarity ends, I suppose. You know, I've got the colourful folks and none of the nightlife. The only people, you know, I'd say who really enjoyed nightlife around the fram are the mosquitoes. Yeah, of course, Miami does have a few folks they're a bit like mosquitoes, you know, the kind uh, like Quint and Craglet, me equally colourful campers might enjoy hanging out with. Trouble is, nobody wants to hang out with them. <laughs> They're more like a pair of toned down, washed out duds. Of course, Quinton's more colourful on account of his oil paint. Yeah, it seems to get everywhere. You know, sometimes it even ends up on the canvas. <laughs> Add to that Miami drama, I was outside in my truck. Whilst all the sensible people were indoors enjoying the AC, not sweltering in a mobile greenhouse, I always wanted my show to be grassroots though, you know, ground level but suffering on the beachfront and no doubt dying of heat exhaustion sooner or later was not part of my overall plan. Either way, I finally gave in and found somewhere cooler while I waited for a breakdown truck. The downside was when I went back to check on it, it had already been towed. <laughs> So I had to rent a car to get me and Doris back to the farm anyway. Of course, it was the cheapest available. Yep, a little Toyota that made annoying alarm sounds every time I crossed a white or yellow line. It was like having a Japanese dominatrix sitting behind me steering wheel. If I could have found the voice box speaker, I'd have stabbed it with a lengthy chopstick. <laughs> Add to that, the car rental creeps, you know, hadn't bothered to clean it outright, no. <laughs> the whole thing reeked of hideous cheap air freshener too. So by the time we got back here, we were dying of the symptoms, yeah. It was like a combination of bronchitis, asthma, cabin fever and melting plastic all rolled into one. <laughs> Mind you, talking of rolling, we rolled back through the farm gates at 3am. Mm, of course, the wife Elsie was waiting. Yep, like a salivating serpent crossed with a dribbling dog. She's a very suspicious and predictable individual most days. Naturally, she's encouraged by a grindingly gruesome mother. Yeah, she she reckoned there was nothing wrong with me truck at all. And it was that old, I've run out of gas routine. Yep, well, as you can imagine, Elsie never runs out of gas. Never. She produces the stuff 24-7. She's like the human version of a gas storage tank. Well, they say you are what you eat. Hmm, well, she's getting close to Uranus. Yep, a gas planet every day of her life. See, what she'll never understand is that Doris and me have a purely professional relationship. See, me show's not possible without her. Sure, I can do the writing and the nattering, but the technical stuff, that's what they call adding all the bells and whistles. Yep, <laughs> that's the kind of noise the wife and beyond it make night and day without even trying. <laughs> Either way, despite the usual drama that seems to spew out my farmhouse like a badly written Broadway musical and staying with me regular farmhouse trolls and tribulations for a while, the tin can trailer home of Quinton me camper artist and part-time farmhand and his beloved guitar-plucking partner Quaglet include a bunch of that drama. Yep, the only way Wolfgang, our friendly filmmaker, could get any shots in the barn was to have Quinton added in in a kind of cameo appearance. <laughs> okay, uh, this was soon solved, though, yeah. See, the difficulty for Wolfgang was that the farm lacked a lot of the livestock he'd hoped to include. 
in his little documentary, yep, cabbages and collards don't make great cinematographic subjects, do they? No, but the filmmaker decided to play Quinton at his own game. Yep, he managed to rent one of those two-person comedy horse costumes from a theatrical supply company down there in Orlando, and Quinton and Craiglet got the starring role finally uh, dressed up as an horse in me stable. <laughs> the upside was that Quinton ended up at the back end whilst his partner was up front. You know, it's funny because that's how I always imagined them to be. Only this time was the first time I'd seen them assuming position outside of their cosy little trailer. <laughs> Everything was going just great until me farm dog young Clay spotted something unusual in the barn and went for it. See? He's got a keen eye for the unexpected or unusual, and that new horse was definitely a stranger around here, it was, yep. <laughs> the downside for Quinton is me evil, flea-ridden mutt likes to attack things from behind, too. <laughs> it must be his predatory wolf ancestry. Rob Wolfgang got some great shots, though, but also lost his security deposit. Yep, afterwards, that comedy horse had holes. Well, well, they weren't supposed to be holes. Yep. And Quinton, well, he had teeth marks where, well, he might have had them before, but only this time he couldn't sit down afterwards. <laughs> After that, he was trying to get me to pay for a rabies test too. You know, I told him straight, yep, once you start foaming at the mouth, Quinton, I'll drive you to me local horse vet. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of protecting your property from unwanted visitors and the like, I've got a new little feature on my show this week, and it's called Dolly's Dates. Before you ask, no, fortunately, me daughter, young Dolly, is not dating yet. Either way, when she does finally get into that bad habit, <laughs> I'll be getting me private arsenal in too. Yeah, actually, added to that, I'd say background checks, urine samples, psychometric tests, and a full DNA research assessment. Yeah, it will be in order, won't it? Oh dear, I digress. Anyway. No, she's not dating, but she's always quoting. So I decided to harness her endless stream of chatter in one direction and have her tell us about a memorable date from the past each week. So here goes. Well, this week Dolly reminds us that back in 1492, Columbus began his first voyage. Oh dear, see old Chris discovered America and a lot besides and now nobody wants to give the poor old sailor any credit for it. <laughs> Dolly also says that this week in 1930, Betty Boop was debuted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a character they actually modelled on me mother old Nan. The only difference is Betty stayed the same whilst Nan has just got older and more wicked. <laughs> Anyway, there's one more. Yep, it's the anniversary in 2011 of NASA finding liquid on Mars. Yep, that's right, a liquid. But nobody will tell me what kind of liquid, and I'm totally confused. Anyway, it's an odd combination, Dolly, but thanks. We'll keep those dates in mind and wait for further news from the solar system. <laughs> 
That of course brings me well rapidly to someone else who you described as mostly liquid most days. Yep, she drinks enough whiskey to not only be 90 proof, but also 90% liquid. Naturally, or even unnaturally, you know, I've got me almost antique 95 year old mother, old Nan, right here on the farm. <laughs> she lives to gamble and has her eyes set on just about every wager imaginable. On the other hand, though, one of Nan's wagers is about to come true. Yep, she's her best gambling drinky buddy. That's Toshiko Suzuki. Yep, she's me, though, my brother and black sheep of family, Nelson. That's boy from Beverly Hills. Sets up as high as now 104-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. <laughs> yep, she just turned 104. Yep, this week, the oldest crow on the farm is about to make a bit of history. So I asked Toshiko what she wanted to do on this monumental occasion and she's decided that she'd like to go inside a race car at the Palm Beach Raceway. <laughs> yeah. I looked into it. They won't let her drive though, I don't know why. <laughs> but they found something to, someone, should I say, to whisk her around for a few laps in something very fast. Oh dear. So old Nan is taking another wager right now on whether Toshiko will have a heart attack at 150 miles per hour or at 200 miles per hour. <laughs> you know, there's something decided callous about the old witch's gambling obsession. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. Anyway, thinking of it as nightmares like me rather bizarre moaning old mother and her various crooked obsessions, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in bed. This time, though, I'd settled down in my firm office again. Well, my brain was still suffering from Miami heat and nasty air freshener. Why they call it freshener, I never know. In other words... I was below par. Yeah, I soon dozed off and dreamt I was at that old raceway, <laughs> Palm Beach, yeah. There in the running was me truck and me farm tractor. <laughs> Toshiko was in the middle at the wheel of a brand new Ferrari. Hmm. Old Nan was on her broomstick as usual, what else? And in the outside lane, a comedy two-person horse. And I can guess who's inside, oh dear. Nightmare or dream, the race was soon on. Comedy horse was quickly in the lead with Nan close beyond. Of course, me tractor and truck, they didn't even make it across the stand line. But Toshiko, you know, it's the fastest I'd ever seen anyone drive in the race. I woke with a nasty start, and there was old Nan with a not so fast walker reminding me of how I need to take her and Toshiko to Palm Beach first thing in the morning. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams and misfortune, me scruffy fireman Ding Dang spent some time this week trying to learn a foreign language. Yep, yeah, that's right, English. <laughs> so our German visitor could understand him better. Oh dear. 
Despite the drama of acting stupid when he already is, though, I've got that unforgettable feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's sudden quote. It's slower than a Sunday afternoon. Oh dear, Ding Dang was talking about how long it's taken him to grasp the basics. Yep, of learning English, that is. And that's a big oh dang right there. <laughs> My blind neighbour old Lonnie and Nudist Swinger Old Fred's home is still the oddest venue in North Florida for that swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Gino you know, Fred. Sometimes I really wish I didn't. <laughs> it's the same thing every week though. Bring a bottle, stack of cans, but don't forget your wife, girlfriend or whoever. And never forget a potluck dish for the buffet. Fred mingles with the old swingers. That's probably just about the worst potluck experience anywhere. <laughs> whilst old Lonnie just dodges the guests and eats the free food whilst playing Russian roulette with his own contribution. <laughs> this week included one of his absolute favourites again, or what he likes to call Deviled Crow. <laughs> it gets worse every time. I just don't know what he's got against crows. No, I don't mean me old mother. I mean the ones that have feathers. So when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the Knights and Dragons Party. Oh well, that sounded more like something the mother-in-law might show up for. But as always, Fred had more than his fair share of dragons. Yep, they might not breathe fire, but they have the same bulk and angry-looking faces. (laughs) Naturally, the Knights were few and far between. Yep, it's far too hot for armour this time of year. Anyway, after seeing Fred's happy lot, I headed home. Pretty fast too. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> Oh, well, this time old Nan remembers that she's not included in this week's show. Despite her endless complaints, that is. I try to be inclusive here on the Ned Nat Show, but when one of me regular guests gets that drunk and can't even remember their own name, I just have to say no. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again stop by and say hi well that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews yep I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show just remember I've got a great system here yep if a book's shite it goes on me composty sometimes if it's really bad you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of the road books go in the giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay, then. Well, this week I end up with just one strange book, and it's called I Was Abducted by Illegal Aliens by A. Redneck III. <laughs> yep, a weird little title for an equally weird little book. 
Wilson says he was abducted by illegal aliens and undertook all kinds of nasty experiments on him. Brainwashing him to become a devoted Democrat was one. The other involved learning to speak Spanish in only four days. Yep, a crash course indeed. And finally, they made him build a new tunnel under the border wall and paid him far less than minimum wage to do it. When he arrived in Mexico, he reckons he was treated as an outcast until he walked all the way to the border crossing and convinced the immigration officials that he was born in Alabama. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, I think I'll leave it right there, but uh, you know, I decided to keep this one on my farm library shelf. After all, I've heard of turning the tables, but this is just great ironic fiction all round. Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time, we're heading off to Africa again. Yep, you'll be happy to hear it's not one of them tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie ones either. No, but it's an interesting one for sure. So, back to Africa and cow prestige. <laughs> well, I know it sounds odd, but in parts of Africa, the number of cows you own proves your position and wealth in society and even determines how many wives a man can have. More cows, the more wives. Oh dear, if I was there... I think I go back to keeping chickens, yeah. Hundreds of chickens and no wives at all. Yeah, that sounds just great to me. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manor. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nednat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. My old gout has taken a turn for the worst, and I'm heading to hospital tomorrow. Anyway, I was trying to tell your brother Buck about how I have to go into hospital, and he said, yeah, man, that's gnarly. It does sound absolutely ridiculous, too. Anyway, Ned, as I haven't a clue. All I wanted to know is, well, what does he mean? As we can't get a modicum of sense out of him. So perhaps you call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. 
You know, I just love the way he introduces himself and my voice melt as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says, yeah, man, that's gnarly. <laughs> of course, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, it's a weird expression in a way, but totally different from what you'd imagine. See, gnarly is one of those California expressions and they do have a few weird and wonderful ones for sure. In other words, he reckons it's horrible that you have to go into hospital, Nigel. Yeah, or should I say in his words, he knows he's in for more responsibility than he can possibly handle. <laughs> Either way, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel, and we hope you get well soon. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again stop by and say hi me lovely neighbour young Alice Jones invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down <laughs> young Alice was in happy go lucky mood this week yep her pets are all housed happy and well fed too so now she's back to focusing on her tarot readings the new moon is with us and Alice was ready to do me reading oh dear I still don't understand why I always end up with death and the hangman <laughs> yep but Alice tells me it's not only about the cards and what they show they have other more detailed meanings underneath so this time i ended up with my usual two you know and then i got the hermit then the devil the tower and the three of swords for some reason alice didn't get around to telling me what those six mean yep highly ominous sign for sure i can tell you <laughs> instead you know she quickly reminded me of how we should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue Woodpeckers drill their beaks into trees about 12,000 times a day. Yeah, yeah, it's only because they have small brains and big skulls that they don't get concussion. <laughs> On the other hand, the wife Elsie drills her beak into just about anything that looks like food. Maybe not, you know, 12,000 times a day. Oh no, just continually without reprieve. Yes, they're done I so as always, Alice's coffee cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, this week, I just got a last-minute call from Martin in Montana, and he called me to chat about this really odd story. A new study reckons that there's a 10% chance of somebody getting killed by falling rock debris in the next 10 or so years. Yeah, it's apparently increasingly likely, what with all that space junk up there. Well, last year, there were over 130 rockets sent up in space and all those little bits that come off them during the process eventually returned to Earth, yeah. And some, but not so little, add to that, they're also out of control. Oh dear. The trouble is that they're travelling too fast and nobody can predict exactly where they're going to fall. Yeah, it sounds a bit like old Nan after a third bottle into the evening. (laughs) 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, anyway, here goes. Here at Autosensory Responses and Other Stuff Inc., doing businesses, nice crunchy sounds and services, we've got a unique special offer right now. Just go to our website at autonomoussensorysoundexperiences.biz and find our latest offerings. That's right, we keep it real and real simple here. Just sign up for one of our unique experiences at the lowest prices in the business too. Just let us know what your ASMR desires are and one of our fully trained techs call you back with all the noises and sounds that make it happen just for you but wait that's not all our national sales manager low grade euphoria junior has a special offer and just for ned nut show listeners yep with every new sensor experience this week only low grade euphoria junior will send you a special sound wave of crunching leaves whispering women and waterfalls absolutely free and you can't be a deal like that can you so visit us today and remember our motto yeah it's uh, if you don't get that tingly feeling we'll give you double your money back <laughs> you know i wasn't expecting that one at all i've read up on all this asmr stuff that's autonomous sensory meridian response to be accurate of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it all sounds great. It's just nobody's identified the other side of this phenomenon. Noises that irritate you to distraction, like the wife Elsie crunching chips, beyond it slurping her monster milkshakes, or the mother-in-law sucking blood from another poor, defenceless creature. They give me a sensory response, all right, but not the nice kind. Oh dear. Anyway, away from crazy ideas, I've got my last words. Let's look after our little planet. It's the only one we got right now, isn't it? Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies. And on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farm was getting older. Some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face, think positive, and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. (laughs) Goodbye, me lovelies. The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.